Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith, and I'm joined by my producer, Mike Liguori. Thanks for being here, Mike. Of course, Jess. I love being here, as always. How are you? What's new with you? I am fantastic. Life is great. Busy. You know, you and I have been working a lot. We've been pulling some all-nighters. And and you have a story you want to share with the audience about something that happened to you the other day. Oh, yes. I was out in the world running errands and I went into a place where I, I frequent. And seven months ago, I was at this place and this woman's like, everybody there knows my profession. Yeah. And so this woman is like, I got a great story for you. And so she starts telling me that her and her boyfriend met in an Uber. He was the Uber driver. Okay. Her and her friends were going out that night. So she was just cracking up. She's like, Jesse, you got to let your people know that you can really find love anywhere. Yeah. And she just thought it was hilarious that she's dating her Uber driver. So she's sharing the story and she's talking about their relationship and it sounds really good. So again, this is seven months ago. All of a sudden she's telling me the story and I had this very intuitive moment and I looked at her and said, he's going to propose in six months. Wait, wait a minute. The Uber driver is going to propose to yes. his girlfriend in six months. Yes. That's yes. bold. And that's what, that's what she said. And she's like, are you serious? Yeah. That's a bold statement. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I don't know. Like they, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty serious right. at this point. Yeah, sure. But she just was like, wow, she'd never been married. She's a single mom. She's pushing 40 years old. And she just didn't really think it was going to happen. And here I just tell her six months, he's going to propose. So she's like, whoa. All right. So yesterday I walked in and she comes out and she says, oh my God, he just proposed. It was six months on the dot. No fucking way. Yes. She has this gorgeous diamond. And I like, we were squealing and Celebrating like two little girls. How, wait, how, how in the hell did you know it was going to be six months? Like what tipped you off? I just know, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. We know you're intuitive, <laughs> but, but what, like, no, seriously, what tipped you off? Was there anything that like, was it about her body language? Was there something that you just felt like, what was it? It was, it was just a feeling. I just had a very strong feeling that this was it. And he was the one and it was going to happen. And I, and I trust that feeling. I mean, you know, I operate on trusting my intuition and and all the signs that I feel and feel and see and everything. So. Well, you talk a lot about that with clients in general, with people that have been listening to the show, that a lot of dating is just trusting your gut and just being open to whatever's happening in the moment, which leads us into what are we talking about today? Oh, today. Today is part two of the dating survival guides. Yes. I love that you love this as much I as do, I, love I this. do. I do. So I'm I'm pretty stoked for this because I've been trying to get you for years to like put some sort of version out so the world can see what you have. You always say, "Open your kimono a little bit." Yeah, you got to open the kimono a little bit. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, a little show, yeah. little show. So right? open it up a little bit. You know, the little teasing. We all a little teaser, but this this dating survival guide actually that you've come out with. It is great. The first part that we did was fantastic. This part, though, I'm really excited to see what you got going on. One question I do want to ask you, though, and I and this was somebody who had listened to a the previous episode of part one. They wanted to know, 
are most of these things that you've created in the survival guide yours from your experiences? Oh, yes, absolutely. And and I will say too that I've had amazing mentors, guides and teachers over the years. And I've been really blessed with some amazing people in my life. But this is all stuff that I've gone through. I've used these. This is this is my playbook right yeah. here. This is my playbook. Oh, I know it's your playbook because <laughs> your writing is all over this thing. So speaking of your writing, let's dive into it. What is the first one for part two of the dating survival guide? Okay, number one, you must burn bridges. Wait, wait, wait! Time out. You're telling me. I have to burn bridges, just close off things, walk away. Yes. You're encouraging me to do that? I'm encouraging that because what happens when we get out of relationships, they end for a reason. And there's a lot of times we hold on to them. And I hear stories all the time of girls still looking at the guy's Instagram, their social media and vice versa, people wanting to get back with their ex or just hanging on to it. And it doesn't do them any good in moving forward in their lives and finding the love that they're really looking for. Absolutely. So with burning bridges, we just got to cut the ties, burn the bridge and move on from our ex and finally be done. Yeah. And I think with burning bridges in general, it's healthy in in this manner that you're talking about. You know, you really kind of just ripping the bandaid, like get it over and done with. I know it sucks, but for me with past relationships that I've been in, you have told me this in the past. I've had other people close to me have told me that the best thing to do is get rid of them. Just delete their number. You know, don't take emails from them. They are an experience to you, but at the same time, it's, it's hard. It's emotionally challenging. It is because we really, you know, want that love and connection. And those people, they, they played a role in our lives. And, you know, I've said this over the years repeatedly that they come into our lives for a reason Mm -hmm. and they're good for us in some capacity. They help us grow. They help us grow. They teach us lessons, sometimes good, sometimes bad. They definitely play a part and then the relationship ends. And we definitely have to move on from that because, you know, they they end for a variety of reasons, right? Yeah. I mean, there's people who have lied and cheated and, you know, it's just maybe they don't share the same values or, you know, there's a multitude of They don't want to get married. There's, yeah. They don't want to have kids. They don't, you know, whatever it is, it's just time to be done. When we are still attached to our ex and we're thinking about them, we're, you know, checking their social media, we're texting them, whatever it is. With the law of attraction, we're still telling the universe, I want to be with this person. So we're basically placing our order of more more time with the ex, when really that's not healthy for us. That's not what we want. How can you move on if you're still wanting it's thinking about your ex like to your point that's it's crazy to me that you know that you want all these things you want this really your true love but at the same time you're still thinking about the last girlfriend you had or the last boyfriend that you've had yeah absolutely and you just got to keep focusing on what you do want you know future love and you know a lot of people ask me about closure So I'll have clients who are struggling with getting over their ex and they really want to have that final conversation. Like there's still something nagging and I am not about having the last conversation or having another conversation, having closure. I think we just need to cut the ties and move on. (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) 
So for the people out there listening, if there's, if you are still wanting to have that last conversation with your ex, I'm going to tell you a little story about one of my favorite movies, Eat, Pray, Love. I haven't seen it. Oh, Michael Lagori. I, what, why, why do you think I would see <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love? It, it's great. Okay. It's a great story. I I'm believe sure you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a journey of personal development. I, I'm familiar with it, but I, I have no reason to watch it. Well. Unless you force me to, which I, I probably will have to anyway. So Eat, Pray, Love, the, okay. the main character. Julia Roberts. Yeah. Julia Roberts, yep. Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. She is struggling with this. She's struggling with her divorce and her ex-husband, and she really wants to have that last conversation. And one of her close friends is like, no, I'm paraphrasing. Like, no, you don't need to talk to Mm -hmm. him. You don't need to. And so in the movie, he sends her up on the roof of this building and says, you cannot come down until you make peace with your relationship. Damn. Yeah. That's rough. That is rough. (laughs) You know, she's in India on the top of this building. Like, well, okay, let's make peace. So she ends up having a conversation in her mind with her ex and was saying, you know, this is what I didn't like. This is what hurt me. This is how I hurt you. And she just got really real and she put it to rest on her own. So it didn't have to be this. It was more spiritual in nature. And she just said, okay, every, I'm just going to put this to rest. I'm going to send him love and light. Anytime he comes up, and we're just done and it's peaceful and it just ends. That sounds like a pretty healthy way to, to break up with somebody Yeah, for yourself. For yourself. Because you know what happens when we break up? There is already a conversation about breaking up. Oh, yeah. And, you're, and you are not in a good mental space at any time that you're breaking up, especially. So, yeah. Right. You're in pain. And, tons of pain. But there's probably been a conversation of why you've broken up. And you've thought about it months before, too. Like, I don't think breakups ever just sneak up on somebody like the day of, I, I always feel well, like sometimes it's sometimes they do because sometimes there's cheating that happens. Oh, you know, yeah. you find out like, Oh shoot, she cheated on me. He cheated on me. That's well, a good that, point. That, we're done. But there's already been a conversation. There's already been a breakup. And I see a lot of people that are wanting to rehash it. And I'm saying, let's not rehash it. Let's move on. So how can someone burn bridges in a healthy way then is, or are there healthy ways to just Cut it off, get rid of it, walk away from it. Absolutely. And in some cases, it's you got to draw a hard line. So there's deleting their contact information, blocking them, and forgetting about them. Like, just move on. There is no contact. We just go cold turkey, don't talk to them. Get them off the gram, as you get, always say. <laughs> get them off the gram. We are not looking at their social media. And that's definitely another tip is do not look at their social media. Like, don't do that to yourself. It's so hard though, but you're right. You you got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of them. You know, you got to block them and just don't look, don't look. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm assuming you've gone through that before when you've had relationships and getting off the gram and Facebook and all that. It must've oh, been tough for you. I've done all of this. Yeah. I, I've been in situations that we've broken up and then I'm still looking at their social media and it does, it just keeps that person in your life. When you're looking at their social media. And you can never move on if you're keeping that person around. Yeah. It's like, let's let's burn the bridge. Yep. Send them light and love. Thank you so much for all the lessons that we've learned. I'm moving on. Yep. Exactly. And, uh, you know, my friends, we have this one phrase, like, next. Yeah. Next. And I'm so thankful Ariana Grande did Thank You Next. That yeah. song is 
We should do an episode on that. On the song specifically? Well, or? on the concept of the song. Okay. Yes. I don't know about the song. That would be enough content for us. But the saying, yes. I think yes. there's a there's a lot of time. All right. Speaking of content, number two, what yeah. do you got here? Okay. So I I have been teaching this for years to my my dating clients, to my coaching students. They've heard this repeatedly. And I love this. Be equanimous. Practice being cool, calm, and collected. God, I was screwing up that word so bad during like pre-record. I was like equanimous, and you were just—it was just so bad. Equanimous, okay. Equanimous. So, what does that mean? Equanimous means that you are—you are good no matter what. That you are calm, cool, collected on the inside, no matter what is going on on the outside. So nothing, nothing fucks with you. Oh man, that is good. Yeah. I like that. I need to start. I need to start doing that. Like just be solid. Just You're just solid. Rock hard, man. It doesn't matter. If somebody's mean to you. I'm still good. Yeah. You know, somebody's somebody cheats on you. Like, well, screw you. I'm still good. I think another term for that is zero fucks. Is zero that- fucks. <laughs> unfuckable I, with. Yeah. Unfuckable with. Yeah. That's by the way, that's on my book list. I love that. that that's a, that's supposed to be a fantastic book. But. I love that. Yes. So being equanimous is that is huge, because in the world of dating, there's going to be ups and downs. You know, there's going to be big disappointments. There's going to be small disappointments. You're going to be disappointed that you didn't hear back from this person. You know, you're going to be disappointed that they didn't ask you out for Thursday night when that was your one day this week that you were free. You know, that's. But there's a lot of disappointing things that happen in the world of dating. And we really need to be strong within ourselves that it's not taking us out. Well, and, and here's a question for you. I, I'm curious. Okay. So we talk a lot about being human, showing a little emotion. And in this one, you've kind of talked about being cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. Why is it important for us to be calm when it comes to dating, whether we have a good date or a bad date? Because I would think that if I had a great date, I should be excited about it, right? Or if I had a bad day, I should be a little pissed off, right? Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And having those feelings is is human and it's natural, but we just want to make sure that if there's something exciting, that we're not getting carried away and our happiness is depending on that exciting thing that's happening. And on the other side of that, that we're not being taken out. So if something disappointing happens, we're not, you know, losing ourselves in a gallon of ice cream. Oh, so it's not affecting other areas of our life. Yeah. That, that we're like, we're solid no matter what. And back to your point about being cool and calm when we're dating, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, it really is. Going on a first date, going on a third date that it gets you, no, you can get anxious. Well, and there's like those, those hormones and the excitement and the adrenaline rush. And you're like, man, this like, in my case, it's like, man, this girl is like just perfect. We had this awesome first date. Like it's hard for you to not lose your freaking mind. Yes. Right. But yes. at the same time, you're right. You got to be a little bit like come back to center. Come just back to like center. let things play out naturally. Yes. Don't <laughs> like, don't lose it. Don't overthink it. Just yep. like play it. You know, play it by ear. And so especially on our when we're getting nervous, when we're on dates, again, completely natural. Everybody gets nervous. Everybody gets nervous. And being kind of nervous can be kind of cute. Being ter- too nervous, that's not 
that's not attractive. No, not at all. And I, I will tell you that in the past, I have had some experiences where it's been difficult for me to keep a level head, right? Especially mm-hmm. when I've had bad dates. Yeah. And I think most men out there will agree with me that when they've taken a girl out to dinner, which we've talked about before, and the date doesn't go well, they're they're pissed. Because mm. they look at it like, I just spent 60 bucks on her and she was like flat as a board, right? Like it's exciting as a wet paper bag, you know? And, and women who are not paying for the right. Date. We come home, we're like, shit, I just wasted all that beautiful yeah, makeup. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, my hair, I spent- you know, I just put all that effort in. I yeah. put all that effort, yeah. So what are some ways that, that people can, can keep this level head during dates, especially the bad ones? The bad ones, I always, I'm a huge advocate for positive self-talk and having some meditative practice that you can go back to your center, you can go back to your core- and you, you feel stable and secure and, you know, grounded in these dates. That's definitely something that I love. Do you think it's a little bit difficult as well with expectations? I feel like people just always want, they they, like through the roof, they're just like, they think they're just going to knock it out of the park every single time. Like, what do you, what's your take on expectations with dating? Oh, expectations. I say have none, have standards, but not expectations. Because that's hard. You know, we want people, you know, we want that perfect person that performs in a certain way, that does certain things. And really, that causes a lot of stress. Right. You know, when we have expectations and then those are not being fulfilled, that causes problems. And we already expect so much in our life already with work, with family, friendships that we have, like expecting and dating as well, just as much as those other areas of our life. I got it. I got to think like people must be just going completely like nuts just with all the expectations and every single facet. It might be nice just, you know, not to think of anything, just to enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Take a load off. Right. And I always say that everybody has shit. Yeah. So everybody's going to act like a fool in some areas of their lives. They're going to have weird, quirky things. They're going to have some kind of unresolved issues. We're human. That's who we are. And so know that everybody has shit and then just go, just let it, just let it go. Just (laughs) we're all in it together. together. (laughs) Nobody's perfect. And then to be prepared for anything. Yeah. I mean, be prepared to meet all kinds of people that have all different philosophies and the way they do things and quirky habits. I, it just, by the way, we're going to do the worst dates you've ever been on episode. And I just want you to just do story time with Auntie Jess. And we're just going to, we're just going to go through it. I think that would be great. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it all. None of us has seen it all, but I've seen plenty. Oh, it's still <laughs> stay tuned for that one. All right. Three. What do you got for number three of the dating survival guide? Part two. Be open to unexpected and amazing things happening in your love life. Now, a majority of people will come to me and say, dating sucks. And so there's this expectation that dating sucks and our love life is not fun. Yeah, I hear that so much too. I I don't understand why people say that all the time. I know. It's like, let's keep our mind focused on what we want. And we want great things to happen in our love life. Right. So expect miracles to happen. Expect amazing things to happen. And they will because they do. Um, There's amazing love stories that are being created every day. Right. And there is no reason why it shouldn't happen to you. And a majority of people, though, are saying that 
I hate dating. I've been on like some really shitty dates like yep. the last couple weeks. I just don't understand why we're even telling ourselves that. Like, why are we even already setting ourselves up for, I, I look at that as setting ourselves up for failure. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's keep our minds right and focus on what we want to have happen because miracles happen all the time. They really do. And you never know when your life is going to change. I mean, you could be standing there at Starbucks getting your caramel frappuccino and the love of your life could be standing right next to you. Yeah, absolutely. At any point in time, you could go from zero to 60 in six months, you could have a completely different life. I know I've experienced that yeah. in, in certain chapters. I know you have too. Definitely. But And the one thing that I hear a lot about is is like the pickiness of people too. That's like another thing that really drives me nuts is that people nitpick yeah. for date. And which, by the way, we will also talk about the different types of daters. There is a majority of people out there that love to nitpick somebody. Yeah. Like they'll sit across from somebody. They'll be like, oh, I don't like the the shirt he wore. Oh, I don't like how her hair looked or, you know, her teeth were all sorts of jacked up. Like these are all like fixable things, but people just nitpick and they do. Those are negative people and we don't have them in our lives. Yeah. And we're being negative about not just the dating piece, but like we're also being negative about the person that we've, we wanted to go out with in the first place. If your teeth bothered you that bad, like why'd you go out with her in the first place? Right. It, it, it just drives me crazy. What if you just started being positive? Yes. Let's be positive and let's expect great things to happen because when we start expecting great things to happen, we get excited about things happening they happen. Yeah. What has been a story for you where something unexpected or amazing happened to you or a client that you worked with? <laughs> well, it was interesting because a while ago I was going to Nepal to lead a spiritual humanitarian expedition right. for a uh, global orphan prevention. Shout out to them. I love them. And I'm on the plane going out there. So I'm flying from Newark to Mumbai, India. And I'm on the plane. That is a long flight. <laughs> it's a long flight. I've never been past like Central Europe. So, well, actually, that's not true. I went to the Middle East, but past, and that was a long. It's a long flight. So. How long was it? Oh, I don't remember. I mean, it took probably a, a day in total. Oh travel, my so. God. And you're on a plane just, yeah. woo. I, but I make the best of it. Yeah, I'm sure, traveling, sure. I do a lot of journaling and I, I do a lot of like personal development work and getting my mind right. So one thing I do on the planes Every, every flight I'm on, I have my journal and I sit down and I, I say just briefly what's happening in my, my head. Like I just kind of do a little purge, mm -hmm. a little share time. And then every single trip, I will write down my intention of the trip, like the best case scenario, what I want to have happen. So when I am flying to Gary to land in Mumbai, I pull out my journal and you know, when you get in those like spiritual vibe and you're kind of free writing, I mean, you're a writer. So, you know, when you start writing and it's oh, just yeah. pouring out of you, we call that the zone. <laughs> I was in the zone. <laughs> I was in the zone. And I wrote down miracles can happen around every corner and my life can change in a moment. That sounds like something out of a Christmas movie or a Christmas story that you just pulled, <laughs> but it's true though. Yeah, it is, it is so true. true. It is true. So I write this down. Two hours later, I'm getting off this plane. And one of the passengers on the plane comes up to me and he starts talking to me. There was instant chemistry. I mean, it was like 
great conversation. It, it was it was a storybook meeting and everything was playing out very beautifully and fun and it was exciting. And what was really interesting, we went to baggage claim together to get our bags. And he said, I can't remember what was said before, but we right. get to a point that he says, you know, miracles happen every day. No, he didn't. And he said word for word what I had written. In my shut journal. the shut the hell up. Are you serious? Yes. I was looking at him and I'm like, my mouth is hanging open. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Because you just wrote that down. I right? just wrote that down. And next thing I know, him and I later are madly in love and had this beautiful fairy tale relationship play mm-hmm. out. And it was interesting going back to our point about things being unexpected and miracles happening. It was a very miraculous story. And I shared this with the, really with my social media and the world when this played out. I, when I told my mom about what happened, she goes, wow, you were not expecting that, were you? You went into that trip. I mean, I was going to Nepal to help the orphans in Nepal. Shit, I wasn't even expecting that, what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, part of me was saying, yes, I expect miracles and I was expecting good things to happen. I didn't have expectations. I didn't say I was going to meet this person then, you know, this time, this place, this, it just happened and it was beautiful and it changed my life. I mean, one, in that moment I went, I was going on one path. I was happy, single, you know, grinding, trying to help as many people as I could. And Five minutes later, you know, crazy and lust and just did a complete U-turn at like the red light and just like flipped it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. So when it comes to manifestation, I mean, clearly, you know, people can use your mantra that you tell yourself and that you used in that situation. Mm -hmm. But for someone that doesn't have that, what are some things that they could say to themselves? And, you know, how could they put this into practice, I guess, for them so they can meet somebody on a plane to Mumbai and be madly in love and and have all that stuff. (laughs) That's right. I love, I love mantras. I use them every day, multiple times a day, different situations. One is I expect something amazing to happen to me today. So I'll wake up in the morning and I just set that intention. I might not know what that amazing thing is, but that gets me excited. You know, that opens up my mind and my heart and it's like, Ooh, I can't wait. And it, I have this positive outlook on life instead of like, Oh, on Monday. This is going to suck. I'm like, no, something amazing is going to happen today. And so the law of attraction is like, okay, girl, we're going to send you something. Yeah, exactly. Another mantra that I love is my soulmate walks the earth this very day and we will be brought together in the right time. That's, that's really a powerful one, especially because you're visualizing it, you knowing it's happening Yes, and you're just, it's not an if it's a when it's a when and I feel like that really eases people's hearts. Hmm. It's like your person is out there right now. They're looking at the same moon. They're breathing the same air and they're looking for you. Yeah. It just, it makes me excited when I think about that. I'm like, oh, your person is, it, they're here. Are you saying all of this stuff to yourself? Like from the time you wake up on the hour, every hour, is there like a regimented time or are you just saying it when when it's necessary or when you feel like it? All of the above. So I'll say it in the morning just to get my mind right. So I'm ready for the day. I do yoga every day or most days. And I'll say it when I'm on my yoga mat is, you know, really to, to manifest. And, and then there's times that I'm not in a good headspace. Yeah. 
where I'm just feeling kind of defeated and I'm like, where in the hell is he? Yeah. And we're, but we're all, <laughs> but we all feel that. Yeah. Right. Like, but we all feel where that. Where is my soulmate? You know? Yeah, I mean, we feel that in other areas of our life too. Right. Whereas where we have, we all have off days. Like, we have off days. yeah. And like, you've talked about this before, like you can't have a, the best day of your life every single day. It's just, it's just not going to happen. So stop thinking that. Right. right. Yeah. But you're right. These mantras do really help set the tone. In my opinion, this helps set the tone for not just your love life, but just for your day in general. Absolutely. So going into this next one, I, I like this one because we've talked about technology before, not on air, but we've talked about just the amount of people Actually, we talked about it on the second episode where we were talking we about did. New York City and everybody was having their head down and in their phones. But go ahead and, and tell us what number four is. Well, number four is get out of your phone and get into your life. And, you know, our phones are fabulous. You know, we have all kinds of social media. We have games. We have accessibility to each other. A lot of us are pretty addicted to our phones. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> especially dating apps. Oh, dating apps. And I, I talked about this in another episode that it is addictive to, we get FOMO. Yeah. You know, we're like, who's next? Who's next? Or thank you next. <laughs> or thank you. <laughs> so, you know, people are, are in their phones all the time and they're not really present and participating in their real lives. When we're out in the world, we have a lot of opportunities to meet people. You know, we're going to coffee shops, we're going shopping, we're going to, to airports where I've been in airports a lot lately. So yeah. travel is yeah, very, <laughs> very heavy in my language right now, but everywhere we go, there's people. And if we're in our phones, we're missing those opportunities to engage with them. Mm. You know, it's like being at Starbucks. If we're in line to order our drink and we're in our phones, you know, scrolling the gram love Instagram, but we're scrolling the gram, we might miss that our soulmate is standing two feet away from us ordering their scone and yeah. Earl Grey. Earl Grey, right. And, and the one thing that I had told you this earlier, that there's been a lot of talks within the last, I would probably say six months to the year on the damages that have been done with anxiety on like from anxiety, loneliness, isolation because of our phones. Yes. It's like we're so accessible to one another, yet we're isolated because we are we're not doing fun things as much. We're we're not getting out in the world because we can, you know, we can sit on our sofas and we can eat nachos and drink wine, watch The Bachelor and scroll through Bumble. Well, and the cell phone thing, it's not even like looking at the phone as much. You know what I get concerned about? What's that? When people don't look where they're walking. Oh, yes. With, with with their cell phones. And I and I used to be really bad at this, but there's been times where I've, you know, I'll walk in my neighborhood, I'll go grab coffee in the morning, I say hi to a couple of guys who are there and, you know, we bullshit talk about sports. But there was one day I walked by and this girl had her head in her phone. And it was a green light for the stoplight intersection. It was a red light for her. She kept walking through and almost oh, got clipped. Oh, my God. And then she peeked her head up and looked at the driver like, you didn't see me? Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I, it doesn't matter if you have a right away. Like, your your head was in your phone at 630 in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and that brings up a good point. When we are in our phones and we're not engaging with people, we're not very courteous right now. You know, we are out and about. I live next to one of the, the biggest parks in Denver. And I go there in the summertime. I'm there every day. I go yeah. run, I'm walking, playing out there. 
And it was funny because one day I was out and I'm, I'm a, I'm heavy with eye contact. Like, you know me. Oh yeah. You see me every day. I'm like, we talk about all the time here. I make eye contact with everyone. I am very old fashioned. I say, hello. I say, good morning. Excuse me. Thank you. I talk to people. I engage with people. So one day I went out one morning I was out running and I was just in my head. I, I had my headphones on. I was running and I was thinking about 18 million things and I wasn't really saying hello. I was making eye contact. I was just like, oh, whatever. And all of a sudden this guy, just this very average looking guy was running by and he said, hello, good morning. And he made eye contact and it kind of took my breath away because I mean, I was, I was in my head, right. you know, I was not thinking I was not present. And when he just took two seconds and saw me as a person said, hello, like all of a sudden I just perked up and I got a big smile on my face. And I was like, oh, that felt really good. Yeah. And especially if you weren't even going to go out with him. Right. It that, was just a normal person. Yeah. Mannered, manners go a long way oh, just in, in general. They you know, so do. And it, but you know, what's crazy is, is that I think so many people are looking for ways to get their heads out of their phone. You know, they're looking for some sort of life hack. Right. And, you know, we could, we could say the same thing, just like put the phone down, but I know you have some really good tips on like, what can someone do to be more involved in the world? If they are having that hard time putting their phone down, what do you, what do you suggest for that? Well, I hear you. It is hard to put your phone down. Yeah. It's hard for me. It's hard for me too. Sometimes I just want to throw it out the window or like just bury it in the snow somewhere. And the thing is, is nobody's to blame except me. I know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm so sick. Especially now I get these screen time reports from Apple. Oh, God. Shit. Like most of my life is in my phone. And it's like, you ruined it. You're the ones that did this to me. And now you're telling me I'm using you too much. (laughs) So with that, we just got to be conscientious about how much time we're spending on our phones. And really start participating more in our lives. You know, taking that Italian cooking class, going out with friends, taking that trip. Okay, would you rather scroll through Instagram or potentially meet the love of your life standing next to you? Are you asking me or is that a rhetorical question? Rhetorical. Okay. I was, I, I was going to answer, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you know, if I was single, I'd I want to meet somebody that would be close to me. And I mean, there's so many great places that you can meet somebody who you may find attractive, or you guys have the same common interests. But I mean, I took myself like Instagram off my phone probably a year ago, and I cannot tell you the world of difference it has made for me in terms of interacting with people, but also on my mental health. Yeah, I don't have anything I'm checking. I mean, it's probably gone over to email, right? Or like checking Bleacher Report for like sports scores, but like realistically, like the Instagram, like taking social media off my phone was one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, I hear you. And sometimes we need to do a little detox and Oh, and the date, and and I'm one more point. Oh, the date, oh, yes. the date part. This was something I wanted to bring up to you. So when I've been out on dates, yeah, and full disclosure, mm-hmm. I have been guilty of this as well. But people take their phones out when they start a date. They take their phone out and they use it during the date. You know, I hear horror stories all the time about dates, and so I'm not surprised. But on a human level, I just don't understand that. Like, why? Why would you take your phone out? That's just disrespectful. Well, That's I so mean, rude. I mean, to be fair, people do have to work. Work is very demanding these days. 
But I, I if do. If it's that demanding, then you shouldn't be dating. Right. Well, let's say I am on a date yes. and I meet this girl and this is the only time I can meet with her. And I do have to, maybe I'm expecting something coming in that yeah. evening and you don't want to, and like, I'm just going to tell you from a guy perspective, you don't want to bail on this girl that might, that might be the only time that you have because that's dedicated time. You know you what got, I mean? You got to strike while the iron is hot. Right. Exactly. It's so, hot, so you might have to take advantage of this. So moments. if she's sitting across from me, I'm yeah. now like, okay, this is my only shot, but maybe my boss is telling me, Hey, I'm going to send you, I need you to answer this work email or this phone call maybe later that night. What do you do? That's a great question. And this happens a lot with single moms, yeah. single dads, single parents, single parents, single when, working professionals that are that absolutely that, that, that have kids that they have babysitters at home or, you know, the kids are with their grandparents and they need to be accessible in case something happens. So with that, if you are on a date and you don't have you know, a boss or, you know, kids that you have to worry about, put your phone away, keep it in your pocket, leave it in the car, leave it in your handbag. Just be very respectful of your time and the person's time that you're dating. Now, if it is a situation that you are kind of on call, what you need to do is tell the person you're on the date with when the date starts. That's great advice. Sit down and say, I, I'm so glad we can make tonight work. My kids are at home tonight and have a babysitter and I, they might call, my boss might reach out to me and I normally don't do this, but I really got to take care of this. So, you know, if my phone does light up, I might need to respond to this and just bear with me or, you know, thank you so much for your understanding or, you know, whatever you want to say, but just let them know ahead of time. So you're, they're expecting it. Right. So it's not blindsiding them or, and then you could say, oh my gosh, when your phone does ring or you do get a message, just look at the person and say, oh my gosh, give me just a moment, please. And I will come right back, get on your phone take care of your business. And just a lot of times we can put things to rest. Sure. Then put your phone back in your handbag or back in your pocket or wherever and just say, okay, I am all yours. Thank you so much for understanding. I really appreciate that. And Tell me, tell me about your, yeah, tell me best, about your day. Right. Tell me about your, you know, best vacation ever, or, you know, just hop back into it. But, you know, being respectful, being saying thank you for their understanding that they were patient and they gave you that space to, you know, let you take care of your business. And a relationship tip for all of you out there that are in relationships. If your significant other tells you to put the phone away, put the phone away. Cause I got reamed. A couple of weeks ago, I was working and it was date night. And especially don't do this on date oh, night. Oh, Michael. I know, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it was late and I wasn't paying attention to what time it was. And we were out to dinner and I was looking at a work email. And my girlfriend says to me, are you checking email right now? And she had this just like cold, dead ass oh. stare on her face, like just like Medusa stuff. I was like, oh, shit. That's when you're like, yes, it was. I forgot i yep. maybe i'm right here that's what i did and i was like, like throw the and I was, out the window. well we have a rule so our rule is is that we are not allowed to talk about work past 7 30 oh i love that it's that's I, her that's her that's her rule that wasn't mine but i i totally good agree. job honey yeah good job. yeah it was great and ever since i started adhering to that rule it's it's been nice because i'm allowed to just put work away and spend time with her and it's really just made a world of difference yeah. for me in terms of how I've interacted with people too, because yeah. I know that my mornings before we both go to work is our time to spend together. 
And then afterwards, we have a kind of a drop dead time. Right. And that is so beautiful because then you can actually be with each other. You know, this is when we put our phones away and we get present in our lives, we can really connect. We really see each other. You know, when you guys put your phones away, you're connecting on a very deep, sweet level. And and that builds love and that builds intimacy. And that's the good stuff. Yeah. Well, and, the, and, and it's also like just not even the date, like just not a relationship, but the date part, right, is you're going out with somebody. They want your attention. You better give them your attention and better get it back and retry. I think I totally screwed that up. That's okay. That's you know the, what I meant. That's though. the golden rule. Treat yeah. others how we want to be treated. And when we sit down on a date with someone, we want them to look at us. Yeah. We want them to listen. We want to hear from them, you know, and we want that in return. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so just treat people yeah. well. Well, Jess, this is this was a great list. I'm excited. We have part three next week. Part three next week. And thank you so much for being here. And also, thank you to everyone out there who has subscribed to this yes. podcast, who has rated and reviewed. And thank you to everyone. I've gotten calls from people, text messages, DMs. The amount of love and support I've gotten from everyone. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great for the responses we've gotten so far. We're really excited to hear about all the positive feedback so far. If there's anything that you guys want Jessica to talk about on the show, like feel free to hit her up on Instagram at jessicasmith.love. You could also contact us uh, through jessicasmith.love as well. Send us an email. Let us know if there are any topics. We do not shy away from contact. Or conflict. That's right. Or anything, <laughs> anything is, for that matter. There is no topic we will not talk about. There are no rules on are, this show. That's right. There are no rules. So you guys, again, thank you for listening to another episode. And we'll see you next week. Until then, get out there and love each other. 